Annika. Welcome to the Not My Problem podcast. Let's have some long overdue, uncomfortable conversations. Welcome to a new episode of the Not My Problem podcast. Hi everyone, we hope you are well. So, following uh, the last episode on mental health, um, in this episode we wanted to talk about something um, slightly different but kind of aligned uh, with the topic of well-being and uh, self-care also. So, in this episode, uh, we would like to reflect on the best approaches when it comes to having tough conversations. Um, especially with people who are not of the same opinions as you. Because um, we feel like after a year of doing the Not My Problem podcast, yes, it's been over a year now, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we feel that after all this time, we have a better um, understanding, or at least it's a good time for us to kind of share our personal takes on how we practice uh, what we preach in our day-to-day life. Exactly. And just a little disclaimer here um, that both Seth and I also stick to. We want to just remind you that you don't owe anyone an explanation or a discussion around tough topics or even simpler topics. You don't owe anyone anything. Sometimes it happens that we don't have the mental or emotional capacity to talk about certain things. And and that's okay. You know, not every day is going to be the same. And sometimes you know, you can't have those conversations and you have to draw a line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless it is for accountability or responsibility towards others, you don't really have to talk about things you don't want to talk about. And we wanted to make sure that you as our listeners know this, that we we don't want to force people if they can't. Exactly. Yes. So we're merely just like providing sort of tools or or advice with respect Mm -hmm. to our own experience because we choose to have those tough conversations because we, we are activists. These are the things we believe in. We believe in, in change by communication. Uh, and that's why we do it. But we also understand that it's not anyone's job or duty um, to, to kind of do the same. But this episode is mostly here for those of you who do want to, to do more of that, ha- address difficult topics and feel like they are also in a good mental and emotional space to do that um so if that's you please by all means listen um to this episode also give us some some feedback if you like we'd love to to hear also your perspective if you also have tricks on how to how to best approach difficult topics um we would be very much happy to 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 hear them Okay, so we'll start with the first one, which is um, how to have a tough conversation because hard issues really take a certain know-how and understanding to address them. But that's not something that necessarily comes naturally to everyone when you're dealing with maybe a socially or politically sensitive topic or even traumatic experiences. And it can seem easier to avoid, avoid an issue rather than to address it. Yeah, so in fact, like tough talks are no walk in the park, uh, that's for sure. And it can sometimes leave us feeling anxious or stressed or even desperate for a way out, um, especially when you're challenging a social norm or uh, people will not agree with your point of view. 
Um, so because of that, because of how difficult it is, uh, we now want to kind of provide tips on how how to best approach, like how to best start a conversation. So Annika, how, yes. how about you tell us? Yes. <laughs> So I think one thing that's very, very true for what we've always done is preparing ourselves. Um, obviously, we appreciate that not everybody has the time to re- prepare themselves when they're having a tough conversation. But in the context of our podcast, um, as we started, we have made a conscious decision to discuss topics that are socially and politically sensitive. And that meant we felt we had this responsibility to get as deeply as possible into each topic by doing our research, you know, finding the definitions for everything, because, you know, we know there's a definition for everything, except this episode, I think there's no definition. And we're also having constant discussions on where we stand personally, and they may be off record, but we we also have to decide what we feel confident to share publicly. And it's really, really important that as you prepare, that you consider those things. And, you know, sometimes you may not have the opportunity to basically prepare yourself for every single thing, um, but we'll go into tips for that later on. Mm-hmm. And you also have to make sure you're, you're emotionally and mentally prepared, you know, having the capacity to talk about these topics. Um, some topics can be triggering for you know either Seth or me or both of us. These include mental health, racism, uh, sexism. And it was really important for us as, as we went through this podcast and through these topics that we have we have a veto system <laughs> where we can stop conversations at any given point to that could set either of us back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really, really helpful, right, Seth? Please, yeah, yeah, please yeah. tell me you think it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely, it's not just helpful, it's like very important and crucial to our work, I think. Because um, as you said, addressing those socially complex and delicate issues mm. takes a lot of energy. And if we don't have it, um, then I feel it can be very detrimental for our mental health. So yeah, for sure, always yeah. like we always just make sure that we are in a good space, headspace. If we're not, we just won't address those topics, and that's perfectly fine. As we said before, we don't have to do any of this. We don't have to go places where we don't feel ready to go. Like it's all in our hands, and we make sure that we are well prepared, well documented, and in a good headspace for addressing each yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and beyond that, there is another thing that I would like to, to mention when it comes to, to discussing um, complex issues. Try to not make assumptions about someone else's thought process. Um, that's a mistake I kind of do over and over again, mm-hmm. but it's Me really too. important <laughs> yeah, to stay open-minded when you're having an uncomfortable conversation. Um, and to not just assume that you know how the other person feels about certain things because you will never fully understand um, someone else's feelings. Um, and I'd have to say that so far we've been really lucky with this one because we have had mm. a lot of tough conversations before we started this podcast. Um, and both Annika and I feel like we're very much on the same page about all of these things. Um, mm-hmm. And even when we are not, we manage to still discuss them and without making any assumptions um because of like the mutual respect i believe we have uh for each other so and i think we also both view it as a learning experience right like we're learning something from the other person 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's been really useful when you have an open mind and don't go, don't go into a conversation assuming you are right or the other yeah. person is wrong. Yeah, not necessarily right? just like you're right, but like assuming that the other person is fully on your side and shares yeah. all of your all of your values and opinions. Like because even within this um, activism social activism space, there are some topics that. Um, you know are controversial even Mm -hmm. within the same groups like for example when we discussed uh feminisms right some feminist groups i i don't like to even call them feminist because it isn't um you'll (laughs) understand when i get i get to the point but uh there (laughs) are some feminist groups that claim that that feel like they need to discuss whether or not trans women should be included in the discussions around feminism and to me uh yeah like obviously yes they should because they are women um but it's really strange because sometimes you would think that you are in a space you feel you relate Mm -hmm. to because you everyone is advocating you know um women's rights and all of that so you feel comfortable but then you might just start realizing that oh wow you're actually not on the same page because these so-called feminists they are not including trans women and that can be very um just kind of um, shocking or it, it can take you a bit back yeah challenging when you start to, when you realize that because you assumed we were yeah. all on the same page and you didn't really yeah um i think yeah for me it also comes back to like feeling safe within a group i think mm-hmm. when you are part of a group and you um assume that everybody has a similar opinion to yours and then something like this happens you it comes down to feeling safe within that social circle and I think can be really tough when you suddenly find out ah no this is not the case yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I actually want to give more examples towards this direction because I feel like as I said it's something Mm -hmm. I've done in the past just assuming that everyone is on my side and we're all good (laughs) and happy but um yeah definitely having like being really surprised about some of my friends or should I say acquaintances opinions regarding trans mm-hmm. women or trans men? That's definitely something that um, I had to learn the, the the hard way. Kind of like not everyone, um, not some some people that I just assumed knew and were on the same page just clearly were not. And now I'm starting to have this conversation more and more often, and I'm be- better equipped um, because I'm not assuming anything anymore. Um, Yes, or just also some people questioning um, some um, s- s- people that are non-black uh, questioning, that, that I always assumed were like very anti-racist, um, mm-hmm. very knowledgeable about systemic racism and all that. I had sometimes experiences where they low-key were questioning uh some understanding some some that some things were in fact rooted in in systemic racism yeah so just uh, like the other day i had to have a conversation about someone who wouldn't believe um that a specific thing uh and i think it was related to healthcare uh was in fact just deeply rooted in in racism and uh i was really surprised of having to have this conversation because i had assumed that this person who by the way was not black but i was just as assuming that that specific person knew about um and had a deep understanding about systemic racism and also believed um you know when black people 
effectively when a black person claims that something is racist it's probably very racist it's probably the case yeah. right and i i didn't expect having to explain that again um and yeah so that was just very recently so i'm just like now trying to understand that these things will keep happening mm-hmm. and i just need to remember that my understanding and my experiences are my own and i shouldn't always project that onto others yeah thank you for sharing that first of all and second of all yeah and it comes all back to like making sure you are in that headspace and have the capacity to deal with this because um you know as as everyone knows i can't experience this thing because i'm what these things because i'm white but i am um, i can appreciate how hard it it would be to having these things randomly um coming your way without you having even the capacity to deal with it on a certain day but mm-hmm. um what i can relate to from a different point of view as this um episode ties in with our previous episode of mental health i used to get really really bad anxiety when i challenged someone this is like four or five years ago and it had real physical symptoms like i got stomach aches i had like sweaty hands dizziness and it happened in the moment when i saw something happening and it it's been really bizarre for and a learning experience to kind of start to speak up and and learn and you know to not stay quiet and if it's that bad for me i don't even want to imagine how bad it is for other people who are actually affected by it mm. And I think that's really important to remember when we go back to the fact that, yes, we want people to have tum- tough conversations, but we don't want you to have them unprepared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't want you to have panic attacks every time you... Exactly. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. It is It is not easy out there, but I think we're learning <laughs> and yes, hopefully getting we are. better. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's like a muscle we're practicing right <laughs> yeah. um yeah another point or another tip that i'd like to bring up is um try to stay on the same level during the conversation so mm-hmm. sometimes when you try to be right or to make a point uh, it can come across as uh, being like wanting to teach someone or hmm. making the other person feel small and that's usually very counterproductive um it will most likely backfire because the other person will start feeling like they're not being listened to or they might start feeling alienated so try to stay on the same level and to respect the other person if you do choose to have a conversation with someone it's because probably you have respect for them so make sure that this comes across um in your tone and in your choice of words exactly and on that note of being respectful you know if you if you don't stay respectful usually it just happens you know very quickly that there are negative emotions towards the other person you shut down and you know it undermines the really important points that probably both of you are trying to raise and it is really hard to get those points across um, when you end up having a fight because you're not being respectful. So it's really important that every conversation you do have, you try and approach with a sense of curiosity and as a learning opportunity, rather than going into it with the idea that you have a battle to win, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because this way you will never reach a constructive solution and you will never 
um, change anything either. I, I strongly yeah. believe that. Yeah, definitely keep in mind it's not a fight. It is a, a conversation. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, another point would be to try to be clear and to use concrete examples um, to, <clears throat> to, to kind of um, make your point. So it's, it's important to be very clear in what you're trying to communicate by giving examples because it helps to understand the situation as a whole. Um, and often clear examples can also help to avoid overgeneralization. Um, and while we are all passionate about what we do, um, the, the other person also probably is, right? So mm -hmm. examples and being clear helps to convey better your, your point and um, to avoid overgeneralization. And um, yeah, so in general, it's just, it's just helpful um, to keep the mm -hmm. conversation rational and as I said, easy to, to understand and to follow. Exactly. And by, you know, just on that point, we don't want you not to feel anything. Um, that's not what we're saying. It's normal to be emotional. It's normal to get angry um, 100%. But what we are trying to say is that sometimes those emotions can get in the way of achieving a, a good solution, right? That works mm -hmm. for everyone or to actually make someone else see your point of view. Mm -hmm. And this brings me to like another thing, which I mean, Steph and I had a, a various conversations about this as well. There is this obviously concept of calling out. And I think it's really closely tied to the idea of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll probably have another episode on, on cancel culture. Um, we're not going to go into this, but sometimes um, obviously calling people out on their problematic behaviors is awkward or really uncomfortable and we really really like this concept of um, calling someone in instead of calling someone out and I really hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly her, um, the author or the founder of this concept is Ngoc Lone Tran um, on Black Girl Dangerous and it is basically a practice of pulling people in um, who who have gone, you know, who are on the polar opposite of our opinion spectrum and it comes from a place of, of love and uh, acknowledging that we all make mistakes and um, there is never a moment where you can't undo your mistakes or start learning or do better. And I really like that idea because um, cancel culture obviously oftentimes, especially on social media, means that people don't get that second chance or don't get that opportunity to make a, a wrong right again. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I really yeah. wanted to mention that if anybody's interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the whole notion of empathy um, is also very important in, mm -hmm. in having tough conversations. Um, even yeah, when you feel someone is very wrong and has problematic behavior, um, it's still, I believe or I want to believe in most cases, it's still beneficial to have empathy towards that person um, in order to, to, to try to grow together, like try to learn or, um, you know, share a bit of like how, how to convey your feeling and why you think their, their uh, behavior is problematic so that they can effectively change as opposed to just, you know, cutting them off or um, yeah. canceling them, as you said. Even though I'm not 100% sure I believe in the whole cancel culture, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know I if know. it works. Like more often than not, it means that that person won't be on social media for a week, but then exactly. <laughs> they're back in. So, but as you said, let's not go there. Stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, but maybe another episode one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say another tip, the final ones there? Yes. Um, always, always, always consider that you may be wrong. Um, yeah, it's a big yeah. one. Even, even when you're 100% sure you're not, when you're 100% sure you're, you're right, just consider that there is still a tiny chance that you may be wrong, that there may be mm. like some aspects you haven't considered, some information you didn't, you don't have. It's, yeah, it's just humbling and good for you to always consider that you may be, may be wrong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just not because like you are stupid or uneducated or anything, but it just, as I said, like maybe you're just missing some facts, you know? Um, yeah. So, and when I feel like when you have that humility, then it means that you will also be better equipped to to be receptive to the other part, uh, which mm-hmm. is something that is very, very much desirable when you're trying to have a conversation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's something we have done in this podcast a lot. Um, it is to... Um, the, the belief that we have, like, that we... We are sharing what we believe is true, what we believe is right, uh, but we are also willing to be challenged and we are not taking anything for granted, I think. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, (laughs) I think this is probably important to know, and I can't actually remember if we said this at any point during these episodes. Um, The facts and points of views we present in our podcast are not the result of us just sitting down one afternoon and deciding we want to chat about this. Mm -hmm. It usually involves both of us um, reading from various resources, listening to other experts, um, you know, whether that's on podcasts or lectures they've given to come to the conclusions we've come to. so that's really really important and we don't ever proclaim that we know it all i think we're just trying to showcase with our resources and the reading we've done um how we've arrived at this solution right or these conclusions exactly yeah we don't proclaim Mm -hmm. we know it all even even if we do (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe we do So as we said earlier, we really wanted to also discuss um, how to remove yourself from a situation or when to quit um, a conversation that is just not adding any value or that is actually detrimental to your personal health or mental health, Mm -hmm. right? And I think we're going to talk about a few things that we think are quite important to do, especially when you have a tough conversation. Yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, so the first thing I'd like to mention is uh, kind of a point that I made already uh, in the last episode around setting boundaries. Um, and that was mm-hmm. with uh, respect to like looking after your mental health and how to best practice self-care. Uh, but it also applies here, right? It's important to, um, to really protect your mental health at all times. And that includes knowing when not to have tough conversations. Right. Um, so yeah. if a topic is emotionally difficult for you to address or, um, yeah, or, f- or if you just don't feel like entertaining discussions with people who are not receptive um, or and don't have a genuine will to learn from you, 
then you definitely need to remove yourself from this conversation, right? Uh, Because as we said, Mm -hmm. um, when you want to address a difficult topic, you need to make space for you in your mind to also acknowledge, to also, um, yeah, acknowledge that you might be wrong, uh, to be very patient about the other person's um, point of view and respectful. And Mm -hmm. if you feel like you are not getting that same level of respect from the other person, then you really shouldn't push through and insist on having this conversation because ultimately it will be hurtful for you. So try to also understand um, how receptive you're the person you're having the conversation with is and if it's not going to lead to anywhere, if that person is not receptive and doesn't respect you, then definitely don't go ahead with the conversation. Uh, it will only hurt you and also wa- waste your time and energy. Um, so just to give you an example for me, uh, specifically because I'm a, a former refugee, right? I strictly refuse to engage in any conversation with anyone who's in the past uh, dehumanized refugees or who has a strong um, discrimina- discrimination, um, discriminatory views about immigration. Um, because I know that hearing these views will hurt me directly and like trigger me. So I don't mm-hmm. even go there. Um, yeah. And I don't have to, <laughs> um, and it, no, you really don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And it also <laughs> applies to what you feel like sharing online or in other, any other public space. Right. So where people, they very often feel entitled to throw their opinions, um, on you. So you are you you feel free to not engage with this but still voice your thoughts so like it's okay for you to to publish your opinion for example on social media and then to refuse to engage with trolls basically that's what i'm trying to say um Mm -hmm. it's not always your responsibility to challenge when people come uh at you um so it's not your responsibility to deal with that because it's ultimately going to be at your own expense um so yeah just remember where your responsibilities lie and um exactly yeah. yeah no thank you for summarizing this and giving um also us your personal opinion on this um another thing that you've mentioned um was how another person may not be receptive but i think it also applies to people who are emotionally detached right so um specific examples where a person doesn't realize i think you mentioned a really good example earlier about um racism in healthcare Mm -hmm. if the person is emotionally detached they may not realize actually um that it takes up a lot of energy um for you or for anybody else who's directly affected than for them. Um, so it's your job really to decide if it's worth for you to put energy into those conversations, mm-hmm. right? Because all of our energy is limited. You can't drain yourself completely. So when you when you have a conversation with someone and you notice they're not receptive, they're completely emotionally detached from this topic, maybe this is not your moment to challenge that person, mm-hmm. right? Because it'll end up badly for you. And as a rule of thumb, really, you know, unless I feel super strongly about something and I feel like I have a fair chance and opportunity to say something that will, you know, challenge that person's point of view, because maybe in the past they've said, you know, or accepted my argument or have made me feel comfortable in sharing my opinions. I just don't do Mm -hmm. it Uh, because there is no point in doing it if the other person in your in this conversation is just not open 
uh, to changing their point of view or taking any other arguments on board. It's basically like talking to a brick mm -hmm. wall and it gets really, really, really frustrating mm -hmm. and upsetting. And at the end of the day, all it achieves is, is that you as the person trying to challenge someone in a conversation being really annoyed and frustrated yeah. and it doesn't change anything for the person you're talking to right yeah. um yeah. so it's really important yeah <laughs> yeah no i was just gonna say like definitely try to summarize that in one sentence like just be very mindful uh to where you put your energy in basically yeah exactly and know how to how to deal with the aftermath of a potential challenging conversation yeah right? exactly that's really important yeah there is this this yeah this aspect as well too like the aftercare um because it's one thing to okay we, we said okay prepare yourself before you have the conversation like do your research remember you might be wrong like all of that and then how to also address uh the person um like with your language and with your tone and uh also like always with respect right But then what do you do afterwards, right? Because sometimes some conversations, even even if the person was is being very receptive and respectful, uh, you can be left feeling very exhausted or sad or angry or confused, you know, because sometimes it doesn't always go the way you want. Like, it's not like I've never had a tough conversation where I just, you know, change the person's opinion around and like with, with with the first go and then we left it like the feeling super happy and and, and, <laughs> and a great ending to it like that doesn't really happen in practice very often um so it's good mm -hmm. to have kind of a plan in place to okay what are you going to do after you have that conversation um and what i'd like to do at least is take time to digest the conversation um, so maybe I just want, you know, kind of block it and move on to the next thing. I don't find it very healthy or, um, productive for me. So I do need time to digest conversations, uh, especially, especially when they're tough. And, um, also what I like to do is share how I feel with someone I trust. Um, cause that helps me to not mm -hmm. get into like, um, a cycle or a spiral in my mind rethinking over and over again what I said or what I should have said or you know like how the, the other person feels did I hurt their feelings blah 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 so usually it helps me to verbalize it over to someone I trust because um, sometimes it's just yeah it's it's good to to uh, release you know um, feelings so especially if the if the conversation did not take a good turn um, sometimes you might be feeling lonely and start doubting yourself um as i said with all these questions mm -hmm. in your mind so yeah i find it very very helpful to confide into someone i trust so that they, they can help me rebuild uh the self-confidence and also help me find uh what's the the next best course of actions so in general it's good to have someone you trust and share how you're feeling after a good after a tough conversation Yeah, and on the flip side, I think this is something we probably haven't mentioned um, in this episode at least. It is really important to learn how to engage with these conversations when you are on the other side. For example, if you are an ally to a cause, it will ultimately always come with a certain amount of discomfort um, about seeing things from a different point of view because... If, for example, you are white and you grow up in Western Europe, 
and that's you know that's where I grew up a lot of the things that we even discuss in this podcast have not been taught at school they are not things that are being ingrained into our society or taking as given or for granted so when you first engage with those things it can be really challenging and it is really hard for you to understand that you you have seen things probably in a way that weren't necessarily reflecting the reality and on that note mm -hmm. something that we've mentioned in a previous episode is really important for you to not center yourself in those conversations because these these problems or these um you know sensitive topics usually have nothing to do with you as a person they have something to do with everything mm -hmm. how as a society works how things work in in the way you know we've been brought up unless you've done something really really offensive please please just do take it personally um and i think that's really really important to remember for everybody who is not black or not a person of color because you you will be uncomfortable and it's kind of this idea of learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable otherwise you'll never learn you'll never mm -hmm. grow and there will be no change and yes it's easier to ignore those things because as you carry a lot of privilege things will not change for you but on the flip side of that it means society can't grow and evolve and people will continue to suffer and i think that's really important to mention here exactly yeah, yeah very well said and i would just like to add to that that um yeah it goes with um race of course but mm -hmm. it's also with any other types of um discrimination right so like if you're an ally to the lgbtq plus community or an ally to um, disabled people or to you know specific mm -hmm. religious groups like any kind of allyship um if you want to support just yeah as, as she said remember to know your place and mm -hmm. to really listen um more so than uh, yeah. than talk um, and on that note, uh, we would I like to next to, to give some 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 I'm sorry. Yes. Um, there's one thing uh, I just want to add to this, and it's something I saw online by the um, by an Instagram account about activism, and I thought it was really interesting, and it was so true. Everybody is so quick to call themselves an ally, but being an ally is really an action, not a state of being or something you can call yourself like, you know, you are Miss Ally. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. And it comes with consistent mm -hmm. um, action over time and not something that you can just claim to be. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Very good. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and on, on that note, uh, we would like to now give you some um, some pointers as to how to best listen. Because, yeah, we said it many times already, but having a conversation is a big part of that mm -hmm. is listening. So we want to address that. So, um, yeah. As you said, we want to talk about listening and active listening as it's such an important part of having a tough conversation. And sometimes for everyone, you know, myself included, um, our ego can get in the way when we talk about stuff. Um, I think that's fairly normal. And, uh, you know, we've covered some of this already about um, white tears, white fragility, but 
um, this really can, as Seth already said, apply to anyone, anytime, um, not just in the context of race, but also um, in LGBTQ plus um, conversations or disability conversations, right? So there are some tools that are known as the active listening tools, and they're really, really useful to keep in mind. And I think Seth and I both use those very frequently um, with different people, with each other, probably it's it's second nature to us now we're doing we're doing this now that's how cool we are um but yeah the first one is really being encouraging so you need to convey some kind of interest and keep the person talking try not to interrupt them ask too many questions acknowledge that you've heard them and avoid in the first instance directly disagreeing or agreeing with a person because that way you create space and room for someone to actually voice their feelings and opinions and then there's restating. So, you know, you kind of with restating let a person know that you are listening carefully and you are trying to understand them. So by paraphrasing their points, you know, you're kind of avoiding judgments and you can ask also for confirmation that you understood things correctly. And that's, again, really, really important because that means you are both on the same hymn sheet um, talking about the same things. And then um, empathizing. Um, Seth already talked about empathy earlier. It's a way of showing that you respect their point of view and can comprehend their feelings, even if you don't agree with the conclusions or if you don't recognize that their experiences as as valid as they think they are, maybe give acknowledgement rather than agreement, right? You can you can do those mm -hmm. things. So uh, a good example in the context of the things that we've discussed previously um, with with being you know white and entering a space where you you have to listen there's nothing you can do or say because you haven't had those experiences so if you are a white woman and someone shares their personal experiences such as you know um, white women tend to turn a blind eye on racial justice you may feel attacked and you may feel tempted to address the white women part when you shouldn't be really centering yourself. So for example, in this instance, by focusing on the fact that we shouldn't put all women in the same bag, it just shows that you, you really haven't listened. This is not what this statement is about. Instead of what you can do is to encourage the person to elaborate maybe further on the statement and, and try to understand where they're coming from and empathize with how they are feeling so that the discussion is really not diverted from the actual problem of white feminism to all white women. Mm -hmm. that, that's not the point. We're not talking about all white women here. That, that is not where we're trying to get at. And you mm -hmm. centering yourself on this really detracts from the, you know, sometimes extreme energy it takes for a person who has had a negative experience to even share this with you. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you, you try not to center yourself in those instances. instances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, what I'd like to add is um, the point on reflecting on your thought process, right? So after a tough conversation, it might be the case that you need to reevaluate your point of view, right? Like you might also be learning something from the other person. So take in what was said, reflect about how you feel, how you felt before and after the conversation. And uh, I said, um, as I said earlier, each conversation is not only an opportunity to teach but also to learn right so try to summarize what you've learned uh, from that conversation and how it is um, going to affect 
you moving forward, right? Um, if you feel like you've learned a lot, uh, use this opportunity to share that with the person who did the teaching. Be thankful. Um, they will appreciate it for sure. And um, yeah, so reflect on your thought process afterwards, definitely. Exactly. And I think like these are all important points that we try and remind ourselves of as well when we have a tough conversation. It's so important to listen. It's so important to not just assume what the other person is thinking or saying. And by sticking to those tools in quotation marks, you do make your life um, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're at the end of this episode again already. Yeah. <laughs> Sephora, would you like to do the honors and do the shout outs, please? Yes, like at the end of each uh, of our episodes, we would like to recommend you some um, external resources for further um, learning on the subject. So we are recommending, as a read uh, recommendation, um, the book uh, or the um, article rather called Calling In, A Less Disposable Way of Holding Each Other Accountable. Um, that's the black girl dangerous we were mentioning earlier. As a listen, we recommend that you check out the um, in the, the app Headspace, if you know it, it's a meditation app uh, that's quite cool and I, and I use it a lot. And yes. there is a segment there on the, um, make hard conversations easier. Um, and yeah, the tools they provide are very useful. So definitely check that out first. And uh, finally, we re- recommend our uh, watch recommendation is using active listening in time of hostility by uh, Crux. Um, yeah, so we hope awesome. you check them out. And uh, thank you so much for listening to us today. We hope you learned something with us and we're so excited to see you next time. Thank you so much, everyone. And we hope you have a great day or a great night, whatever you're doing right now. And we are looking forward to chatting beans with you again soon. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And don't forget, this is your problem too.